this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, and I'm here to chat with you all about coaching and training and how to improve your own coaching skills and create the most rewarding experience for your clients and the most successful career for yourself. So we're going to be quick today. Um, Just me, I'm excited. I do have a series of interview episodes coming up very soon, so make sure you're listening out for those. But I also love these kind of quick episodes with me because I really feel like I'm able to dive in to some important issues, some challenges, some obstacles, and give you real-life real actionable strategy. And that's what we're going to do today, a little bit about body talk, about body bashing, and about creating a safe space for clients to feel the way they feel about their bodies, as well as develop skills around creating new relationships with their bodies or a more rich, a more respectful, a more neutral relationship with their bodies. So this episode comes out of a post I did a little while ago and something that's been on my mind for a while. We have a tendency, just as human beings in general, to criticize ourselves a lot, and show others a lot of grace. And so if you're thinking to yourself, would I say X, Y, or Z about another person's body? You would probably say, no, I would never make this comment about this part of their body or how their body looks in their clothes or anything like that. Especially, And you would be like, horrified if someone said that about a family member, a friend, or an acquaintance. And then you turn the tables and very quickly, people are find it very easy to make those comments about themselves. Um, passing comments really quick. Oh, it's not that bad because I just think that I don't like this or that or this is and, and throw in your descriptor word. And I'm really trying to avoid some words because we take words that are real words with real definitions and then we put a connotation to them that is all sort of um, wrapped in our sort of cultural and societal um, hierarchy of different size bodies. So uh, that just being said, we make comments about bodies, about our own bodies. And I want to be clear that I'm not always talking just about like saying a body is large as the uh, quote unquote sort of negative comment you would say about 
yourself, when we talk about fitness culture, we can talk about a lot of ways that people sort of diminish or um, make sort of negative comments about their body. We do know that societally and culturally, it is harder living in a larger body because from the perspective of our society, we have um, determined things about people's health from looking at them, which we know is not uh, not a good indicator of how of anybody's health, quote unquote health. But all of that to be said, that's like a uh, we could do a whole series. We could start a whole podcast about sort of unpacking that. But I'm going back to these sort of comments about your own body, how you say negative things one way or the other. Um, about different parts of your body and how kind of almost more easily that comes to you than talking about someone else's body. And how unknowingly and unwittingly your own vocal comments about your own body, those negative ones that sort of permeate out into the world, they send a signal, whether you want to or not, and whether it's conscious or subconscious, about how you view other bodies. So the first thing to be thinking about is, oh, when I say X, whatever size, whatever shape, whatever blank, fill in the blank, is ugly, undesirable, unattractive, not what I want. First, the question becomes, why do I think that? Oftentimes, it's these bigger sort of... um, societal and cultural uh, messages that have been sort of ingrained in us, um, underlying things that have that have been sort of pushed on us for years and years and years and years and years, and they're going to take a lot of time to undo. But we have to ask that about ourselves. We have to ask, why have I decided that this is undesirable? And then we have to check in and go, oh, if I'm saying about this about myself, whether or not I consciously say that to someone else, what is my message sending to this person? So by me picking a part, I'm going to pick a random body part so it doesn't, uh, because we can get attached to this kind of thing. If I'm picking apart my knee, let's say I don't like my knee. That's like the most neutral thing I can think of right now. And if I'm picking apart my knee, what does that say to someone else about how they think I view their knees? It's really an important thing to think about as fitness professionals, because as a trainer or client, we have, whether earned or unearned, some professional clout, some extra... I don't know, ownership over bodies and um, thoughts around bodies we've got. We, We certainly should have some trust built with clients. There's a level of trust. There's a level of, I turn to you for your expertise, for your advice, for your opinion. So whether or not I have explicitly said something about that client, when they hear me speak about myself in that way, ripping apart my knees, talking about my knees for whatever reason, um, they begin to question their own appearance, their own uh, physical presence around us and start to kind of question how we view them. 
Now you could say someone shouldn't think that and shouldn't draw those comparisons. But if you if you're if you're really sort of getting introspective about what it means to grapple with body image struggles, you'll know that anything can possibly set you off. And the gym atmosphere and the training atmosphere inherently is going to be a little volatile in that way because it's all about bodies. And you're literally, as a trainer or coach, standing in a position where all you do is observe their body. That is so much of what your job is, standing and staring at their body. So one, that individual is very vulnerable in that spot. And then any comments you make about bodies, whether it's theirs or anybody else's, yours or someone else in the gym, please don't ever do that. Um, you, you are sending signals. You are sending signals. I think the when it comes to how we deal with this, one of the things that we can do, and and I said this in my most recent Instagram post, I'm not saying that everybody has to be woo-woo, love their body every day, have only good thoughts, and the only way you're successful in cultivating positive body image or a positive atmosphere around bodies is that you are obsessed with your own body. I just don't think that's necessarily um, possible or realistic. And I don't think it's necessary. What we are trying to do is likely cultivate body respect. So an understanding that, that your body is capable, that your body shows up every day and does things that are pretty remarkable, that sometimes bodies after injury are required to be more resilient. So there's complexity around that. There's complexity around how our bodies are viewed in culture, whether it's uh, gender identity or sexual identity or anything. Bodies are just um, these sort of vessels that we live in and exist in and they're complicated. Body respect comes around to sort of thinking about um how can I neutrally approach my body, be sort of thankful for what it's able to do, and still understand that my brain is going to play a big role in how I perceive how I look, along with sort of all these, like I said before, cultural um, concepts, cultural underpinnings that exist for us, whether we kind of like it or not, and whether or not we're aware of it. For me to come on here and say, let's unpack all of the things that we need to know about bodies um, to be a successful personal trainer would be sort of overwhelming. I, I don't necessarily think that you have to have quote unquote perfect body image, one, because I don't think it exists, but to be a successful coach. But what we do need to do is have awareness and a strategy around promoting and facilitating body respect with our clients, especially if that's important to you as a coach. So what I mean with that is creating that environment in your training session. So first off, just like I was saying before, number one, we are not going to make comments about our own bodies, particularly negative comments about our own bodies in front of our clients. We can sort of, it can get kind of dicey with the positive comments 
around our clients too, because again, we're just assigning value to certain kinds of aesthetic, um, different kinds of aesthetics. But I also think modeling some body love is totally appropriate. This is just going to be a little bit of a what is appropriate for this client or that client kind of thing. So so be aware of that um, when thinking about how you're going to speak about your own body. But you're not going to speak negatively about your body. We're going to talk about body's capabilities. We're going to talk about body's kind of hopefully in a neutral way in that your body is just one thing about you. I There's a lot of comments about um, your body is the least interesting thing about you that goes around on the internet. And again, I, well, I think that's another thing, assigning value. Like, so your body is ranked as the lowest thing. I don't know. Let's, let's just not put a rank to it. Your body is one thing about you. Your brain is one thing about you. How you interact with people is one thing about you. But in the training environment, we just need to make sure that people don't ascribe all their value to how their body looks. So being aware of how you speak about your body is number one in terms of creating a safe and respectful environment around body image in your training sessions. Number two is going to be establishing some ground rules about body talk at the start of the training experience with that individual client. It's going to be different for every client, and you are likely going to always come back to those rules, and you may need to change them or adapt them over time. So maybe you're establishing an environment where body negative body talk is just not tolerated. When it comes up, you remind that client, hey, we're not talking like that. You want to talk about any feelings you're having that might be the underlying um, sort of reason for some of these comments. I'm not advocating playing a mental health professional or counselor here. That's outside of our scope. But you can certainly talk about feelings and maybe refer out if that's something that is necessary. But establishing those rules are going to be important. And it's going to be important if that's the kind of training environment you want to make for yourself and for your clients. Some of the other ground rules might be just about body comments in general. So are there things that are okay to speak about or not okay to speak about? And in some of the ways, what I'm thinking about here in particular is for clients who have aesthetic goals, sometimes they'll want some commentary from their trainer around if they can see the progress toward these aesthetic goals. And so I would encourage you with these clients to be really clear about how sometimes this line can get very blurry, that any kind of aesthetic goal we have is going to be sort of wrapped up around body image, body dysmorphia, potentially. Again, I'm not assigning that on somebody, but you could you could sort of preempt the conversation by simply talking about how it could be a slippery slope if um, if things sort of go out of control, for example. So I just think that's really important to talk about early because sometimes when we're chasing aesthetics, we start to realize that then no aesthetic is enough. But that might not be the case for that individual client. So establishing a conversation around what's okay for you as the trainer to comment on and maybe whether you'll want to revisit those sort of rules 
as you go on? Are there some more subjective, uh, some objective measures that you can use like photos and things like that so that the subjective response of the trainer isn't what they're kind of waiting for? I always tell my clients that I say I, I try to be very reserved with body comments because even if I give you a positive body comment, let's say I've noticed X, Y, or Z related to your goal. One, I'm, I'm making sure it connects to your goal. But if I say that, the next time that I don't say that, your mind may go to, oh, she doesn't notice that it looks like that anymore. And then you spiral. So And we just have to remember that with all of this, it's complicated and it's messy. And so the more that we can be communicative about it, establish some ground rules and continue to return to it, we can do our best job not to further disordered behaviors around body image. So that was number two, establishing some ground rules. The third one is going to be just listening, validating but not necessarily agreeing with the client. So you're going to hear their body comments if that's what you have um, established in your ground rules. You can validate that you hear how they're feeling like that, that that must be difficult to feel that way. I want you to know that your feelings are valid. You're allowed to feel however you want, but you're not going to go, yeah, and that is how blank looks. Instead, you're just making a space for those thoughts to exist. Sometimes the absence of that agreement, the absence of your words around body bashing has greater impact than any of this. No, it doesn't look like that. Because as soon as you say, no, it doesn't look like that. And let's use the word fat here. So one of the things that people can do uh, around sort of negative image around larger bodies is if someone says, oh, I hate how fat I look. Um, They'll say, no, you don't, you don't. By saying that, all you've done is confirm that quote unquote fat is the negative. Instead saying, I validate you, I hear you. Let's talk about how you're feeling. I have not ascribed good or bad, to this description of your own body that you've given. We need to be careful about that. Trying to dissuade someone can just confirm that you think that that body type or that look or whatever they're describing is the negative. So think about that. Um, Making space, but sometimes the absence of your words says something more powerful. I A lot of people, one of the things that I practice in my own body respect is to accept compliments. But if the compliment is like a, a body comment um, that I don't necessarily like, if someone's, if people are standing in a uh, room body bashing, I oftentimes don't sit around. Sometimes I talk about how great, how much I love my body, which is is true. But I also sometimes just don't say anything. And by not saying something, it sometimes makes people uncomfortable because there's sort of a social currency that goes with body bashing. Oh, if we all like rip apart this and that, we're just like commiserating and, uh, 
it makes people feel a little more comfortable. And I'm not saying try to make people feel uncomfortable, but I can make a powerful statement by choosing not to bash my own body in that moment. The thing I'm thinking about is that scene from Mean Girls where they're all sort of standing in front of the mirror talking about what they don't like. And the girl, Katie, who has not been um, in that environment before, doesn't know what to say because she just hasn't kind of... um, gone through the ritual of sort of ripping apart her body. And so I want to encourage you, even if you are feeling some sort of way about your own body, try to silence yourself or at least sort of hold back your your initial comment and see if the absence of that negativity is just as good as sort of um, faking some positivity. Lastly, We're just going to encourage celebration of lots of things around bodies other than looks. So this is not, um, this is not to say that we're not talking about how a body looks, but the more we create an environment where we're celebrating a lot of things, whether it be PRs, whether it be um, increased range of motion, whether it be sort of just like, oh, you brought a lot more energy today, all those kinds of things, we start to just help people sort of reprogram their brains around what the focus of this training is. And I totally think aesthetics can be a huge part of training. I am not dissuading people from that. Um, I feel like body autonomy and how you want to view your body and how you want to use training is entirely up to you. But we have to think about how that is going to impact our mental health, our overall well-being, and how we can sort of compartmentalize these parts about this is how I want my body to look or this is how I want training to adapt how my body looks. And that's a separate thing from who I am and how I show up in the world or my own value, things like that. So what I just want to make space for is space for aesthetic goals, space for other kinds of goals, But our role as a trainer, a little bit like a medical professional, is to do no harm. We want that person to leave better off than when they came in. And that might mean starting to change the dialogue around how we view our bodies and the words we use. And you are the first person who gets to kind of intercept this in their life because you hold a lot of health and fitness capital. You got that, so you better use it well. All right, so just as a reminder, the four things you're doing to create a more body um, safe, body body respectful space is to watch your own language about your own body, establish ground rules around how you speak about bodies in the training session with all clients may all be different. Listen and validate, but don't try to... place a judgment either way. You're listening and validating, but you're not agreeing or disagreeing or something like that. And then encouraging celebration around lots of things in the training atmosphere and lots of things about bodies. All right, that's all I've got for you today. I think that's a lot to work on and it's not going to happen overnight. So all you can do is just be a little bit more aware if you make a mistake apologize, be thoughtful about how you're going to um, continue forward and be kind to yourself. 
the best way you can start to better approach body respect with your clients is to do an inventory of your own, the way you feel about your body, and start to approach that, unpack that, um, just get reflective around it. All right, I love talking about this. I think it's a really important element of good coaching and training. As always, you can find me in my DMs on Instagram at foster underscore strength, or you can check in with me on email. That's what I was going to say. Email Betsy at B, the letter B, fosterstrong.com. Um, yes, I would love to talk. I always want to connect. Please, please, please do. Don't be a stranger. Until next time. Bye.